The following podcast contains opinions and viewpoints held by the podcasters that do not necessarily reflect the opinions or viewpoints of potential sponsors or third-party hosts. Any content provided by our podcasters or of their opinion are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Enjoy! Welcome everyone to the third episode of the Mythology Trio. Uh, tonight we are going to end up end our Mythology Trio talking about uh, death and the end times. Um, some of you may be more familiar with the Marvel uh, the Marvel movie Ragnarok. That was you know the end times for Norse, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. As usual in Studio what was it 15, right? Yeah. As usual in Studio 15, I am your host Justin. Uh, to my left is my brother Ryan. What up? Then Steve. What's up? And we have Caitlin. What up? And uh, for some reason or another, we do not have John right now. Uh, we may be getting him later. Who knows? I'm sure he'll pop up. Don't. He always does. Pop up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I wanted to start talking about the death mythology. So, a lot of people are more familiar with um, Christianity or Judaism. Um, I believe Judaism believes in hell. But uh, yep. that would be... No? Yep. I, they do? I, I'm pretty sure they do. Well, yeah, of course they do. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. 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 What happens to you after... Life? Yeah. What happens yeah. to you after you go... You know, after you die. So... It's really interesting that, that Christianity is so judgmental. But, and Greek and Egyptian are kind of judgmental also, but Norse really isn't judgmental at all. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean by that? They don't necessarily have a hell. They have a place called hell, H-E-L, and it's ruled by the goddess, hell. Yeah. But it's not necessarily reserved for someone that is evil. It's actually reserved for people who are not valiant. For the lay people. Right, because in Norse... Okay, so we can start off talking about Norse mythology, because I think that's the one that most people are going to be more familiar with, uh, because Norse mythology has gained a lot of more uh, popularity, you know, through the Thor trilogy, through Marvel using Thor as a character. And also other movies and stuff like that that come out, and yeah. So I think, other than Christianity, I think um, Norse mythologies, Ragnar, or not Ragnar, uh, Norse mythologies, Valhalla is something that more people are familiar with. So as far as my, before I even Google it, as far as my knowledge um, tells me, and that I remember, Norse mythology is if you die valiantly in battle, if you die a hero, you go to Ragnarok. If you do not, you go to hell. hell. Yeah. H-E-L. Right. So it, it all has to do with how you were as a person, you know, your character, rather than, like, whether you piss off the gods or not. Kind yeah. of, basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. And <laughs> so, basically, if you, if 
no one wanted you to actually have an afterlife. There were certain things that you could do. You could curse them to not, that their soul didn't move on, basically. Okay. And that was basically like going to hell. Yeah. But most of the time, either you went to hell, which is where Norse mythology, it's hard. Because there's not a lot of actual writing and stuff of it. But mo- and most of the writing that has been made of it and that still exists and that has been talked about for it is actually writings of Christian monks and Christian fathers and everything like that. Okay. That recorded what they learned from the Norse. Right. So it's not actual writings from them, yeah. it's writings from people it, that and, interacted I mean, with them. There's oral traditions for it, but the number one sources that we have for it are like secondhand most of the time. It's like twelfth century, thirteenth century monks that recorded down what they were told by the Norse. And when they recorded it from the Norse, it was either like a very not very um nice relationship with the Norse or it was an all-out like they were slaves of the Norse or they well there was that guy from the show Vikings that they had the the Vikings it was a Christian that he basically had as a like house slave yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly it was people like that that were were integrated in the society but not really integrated in the society and learned the oral traditions and wrote them down but they also wrote it down mostly as a like Haha, uh-huh, look at what these pagans believe, kind of thing. Right. A lot of, because uh, I know, um, I actually read this today, I'm in an intro to literary genres uh, class for college, and uh, one of the things they're talking about is the history of poetry, and one of the things they said is during the Anglo-Saxon times, a lot of the poetry that exists in writing was rhyming stuff that exclaims what their, the deeds of their gods or the deeds of their heroes. There was, yeah. There's no actual... Or at least not much writing existing saying, Today I had a bread sandwich. Like, yeah. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of writing that like, talks about the layman man. Like, all the writing, everything that we know about these people is through the gods. And or a lot all of that traditions of heroes and gods. Exactly, and yeah. Myths and everything like that. Right, and a lot yeah. of that stuff was, was what we would call the telephone game. A lot of that yeah. stuff was. This guy told this generation, and this generation told this generation, and this generation told this yeah. generation. And there were and eventually slight, got to and one of, slight movements right. depending on where you were and what country, <laughs> what like city state or country for some right. places, what like area for mostly Norse is like what area you were in and everything like that. They all had slightly different variations of the same right, exactly. sort of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't like an established this is the what we believe sort of thing a lot of mythology was a religion but at the same time was also moral stories and everything like that to tell children and to tell everybody at the campfire at night to pass on this is our beliefs not only as like gods but also as a culture of what we believe should be done and what happens when certain things and what the reason for things are and everything like that. Right. Because that's what the main, one of the main functions of religion is to explain the world around you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's one of the biggest things for, and that's why there's a lot of, of death um, mythologies. There's a lot of death myths in mythologies, just because one of the biggest questions that any population in any time period is going to have is what happens when I die? 
Yeah. And people don't like hearing the explanation of, well, you go in the earth and then you feed the worms. Yeah. Like, people don't like hearing that, so they like to hear that something happens to them afterwards, um, which is where we get all of those, those myths from, um, which is where Valhalla comes from and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as I'm reading this, one of the things that pops out to me is the fact that uh, Valhalla was the most popular, but there was other places. Basically, what it looks like is that the Norse had a different place for you to go when you die, depending on how and where you die. Um, like, one of them is that if the Vikings who died at sea uh, would was said to be taken underwater abode of the giantess ran and then like if you died on the battlefield you went to Valhalla so like depending on where you were where the Viking was and what culture in what place in the world all depended on where you went when you died so yeah so that's interesting did you have anything else to add Caitlin I saw um, you were uh... well one thing that we kind of touched on was that they don't really have a concept of like like a Christian concept of it's very different from the Christian concept of, like, heaven and hell. And so I was reading here that they don't really have, like, the idea of damnation. Um, and so, like, none of the places that they go after they die are necessarily bad. Like, even hell, like, it's not, like, the Christian hell. Like, it's yeah. not a bad place to go. Right. Um, it, in this article, it does say that there is one, like, kind of hinted about place that is, like, a damnation, like, if you lived a bad life, you're going here, and, like, it's talking about how, like, poison would drip off of the ceilings, and there'd be <laughs> snakes in the, there, like, all coiled up, ready to eat you and stuff, but the thing with it is, like you were saying, Ryan, um, that one, it's kind of from a Christian point of view, and yeah. so, like, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So. Right. And it may have sprung up with the influence of Christianity. Yeah eventually instead of what the tradition was right. yeah Sorry. yeah no. <laughs> no, no no you're fine because they were yeah, i i think maybe it's because they were such a warrior culture i mean it, it would be hard to damn your enemies when you like maybe they had like a, a higher understanding of good and evil that they were just like well he's evil but he thinks he's good on his side so i mean if we all go to the same place maybe he deserves going to a good place too because he thinks he's good i don't know like, I mean, all of their stories, all of their um, mythos revolve around battle, revolve around death and carnage, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, even like we said in our first episode, their creation myth was all about ripping some dude apart and, like, yeah. making things out of his innards, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, they also came from a very harsh climate, a very harsh place to live overall. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not... It, wasn't easy necessarily for them to survive in their climate that yeah. they lived in. Yeah, um, I mean, they did what they needed to survive, and sometimes that was going over the top. Like, have you ever have you ever heard like, why are all Swedish people? I think it's, it's Swedish, right? Why are all Swedish people or, or why are all uh, girls from Norway pretty? It's like because the Vikings only took back the pretty ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And why are all the guys like big and built mostly? Like that's the number. That's like the main thing, and that's because those are the people who pass down their genes. Survival of the yeah, fittest. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's quite interesting. Like the fucking mountain comes from what Iceland, right? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Yes, he's Icelandic. Hi, John. There's John. Yay. And I'm recruiting you, John, so you're all good. I, 
I have a really long day at work. I'm so sorry I'm late, guys. No, it's fine. We, we started and we figured I, I literally already had a recording and I already had everything all set up. So once you came in, it just immediately just inserted you in. So you're all good. So, uh, Yay. yeah, so we just started. So, so as you know, this week, John, we're starting, we're talking about um, the death and end of time smiths. So all we've gone to so far is yep. Norse and we're talking, we're, we're starting off talking about the, uh, the hells, the, the, where you go after you die of each of them. So we're just talking about, um, Norse mythology and Valhalla nice. and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh all right. Well, as a quick transition away, um, I heard uh, Christianity was brought up a little bit. Yep. Um, I don't know Diddly. I don't know Diddly Squat about um, Norse, so I can only talk about ancient Greek. Yep. And they actually had three versions of the afterlife. There was um, Elysium, which was uh, if you remember that terrible Matt Damon film yeah, where he got an exoskeleton. Terrible. It was okay. It was not a horrible movie. Hey, John. I didn't think it was a horrible movie. John. Yes. <laughs> you waited for him? I waited. Really? For him. Of course I did. <laughs> I, I just want you to know, I don't even care today. That's how tired of a day I have, I've had. Okay, so um, we, yeah, but we, anyway. we can go to Greek next. So why don't you tell us a little bit what you know about the Greek afterlife? Tell us a story, Johnny. Yeah, so <laughs> there were basically three places you could go. And if you think about it in a Christian sense, there was heaven, which is what Elysium was. Only the best of the best got in there. And there's numerous like Greek heroes that are not even there. Wow. And then there's... Um, I don't remember the the middle one, and I'm sorry for that, but I'm blanking on the name, guys. The middle one was called... Oh, I just had it up. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Vamp. Vamp. Keep going, John. All right. Let me me buy you some time. The worst one was called Tartarus. Yep. Uh, It's basically the equivalent of hell, and that's where, like, the worst of the worst went. And then um, the the middle one, as my um, Hellenistic Greek professor described it is kind of like sitting in an airport for all eternity. Like a limbo. Right, so a limbo. Is that the... It could be worse. The Fields of Mourning, that one? Or is that... No, that's a special one. one. No, it wouldn't be that. It's another Fields. Well, no, the Fields of Elysium is heaven. No, the the Fields of Mourning, that's what it says here. It says... No, I I know, but then Ryan just said the Fields of something or other. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. You know, and... Like I said, not everybody the, got into I got it. You know, the best and not everybody got into the worst. What's up, Ryan? Right. The Asphodel Meadows. Place for ordinary yes, or indifferent souls who did not commit any significant crimes, but who also did not achieve any greatness or recognition that would warrant them being admitted to the Elysian fields. Is where mortals who did not belong anywhere else in the underworld were sent. Okay, so in, you didn't fuck shit up too bad. You could just you, fuck around. You're just a normal dude. <laughs> and you just go to limbo. It's like that's kind of fucked up. I was a nice guy. Yeah. I just didn't do anything cool. So in Greek mythology, uh, Hades is in charge of Tartarus, or is he in charge of all three of these? Also, a really good, like, um, symbology for the Elysium fields and everything like that yeah. is in mm-hmm. Gladiator, when he's walking. Oh, yeah, when he's walking yeah. at the end. Exactly. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. But to answer your question, he... Hades does uh, look over all three of them. Yep. Okay. Because I know Correct. he's in, he's the god of the afterlife. He's in charge of the afterlife, but he's always pictured, and I feel like it's just you know for uh, cinematography 
Well, it's or also, whatever. It's but also for a Christian point of view is if he's the god of death. The underworld, then he's got to be the god. He's got to be right. evil. Okay. But they really didn't see it that way. The, equivalence, all, of, the equivalence of the devil. Like it's they interesting always... because all three of them, Greek, Greek slash Roman, right. um, Egyptian, and Norse, all have a figure like that. A god who's in charge of death and, die, and dying and so everything. So are the Klingons. That just overlook it and they're more of like a true neutral god than anything else yeah um here it's hades in the uh because hades wasn't a bad guy he just got a raw deal yeah Yeah. so like they pretty much drew lots i think right to figure out who was going where and he got the shitty he got the short end of the stick yeah yeah, I mean, he just he's got never, a bad deal. He's never especially good in any of the myths, but he's never especially He's never an like, evil guy. Like yeah, that's not what that's not what the Greeks thought of death he's as. He's more he's more of the guy that no one wants to talk to. <laughs> because there is the myth of Persephone. And Persephone was to be married off to one of the gods. I, I'm, I'm going to slightly butcher the myth, but that, that's fine. She We're was supposed the to be married of off to one of the gods, and she ends up being married to Hades. But she she's doesn't the want to be. She's the daughter of yeah. Spring. She's the daughter of Spring, so she doesn't want to be in the underworld. But she's married to Hades, so she's now kept in the underworld. Well, she Hades like kidnaps her pretty much, yes. brings her yeah. to the underworld, and she like just kind of wakes up there. She doesn't know where she is. And right. she finds a pomegranate, and she eats some of the pomegranate. And so, pretty much, the rule is any anybody who goes into the underworld once you go in, you don't come out. And yeah. then, a, like ditto if you eat anything there. So, because her mother loved her so much, Hades made a deal with Spring and was like, "All right, like during the winter, she comes here and she's mine." And like that's what the winter is. It's her mother mourning the fact that her daughter isn't. In the okay. regular like world and realm. So one of the things that I just read as I'm going through this is it says some believe I don't know if it was a, a main staple in Greek, but it says that um, Elysium, which is a higher one, is considered to be ruled by Kronos, and it's also home to those not yet born. And I'm assuming those that were born that died like either in childbirth or something like you know the ones right. that were not allowed to have a choice, not allowed to show what they were made out right. of. Right. Yeah. That so. makes sense. And then, John, I have a question. You said that it was split into three. Is there, like, some debate on that? Because I'm seeing here that it's potentially split into four different levels, um, which is where the Fields of Mourning came up that I was talking about before. And it says that those are for, reserved for those that were hurt by, like, love. Well, that's... Um, so I, the, the, I've never heard of a fourth. I can say okay. that. I've only ever heard the of the morning three. Field, um, I'm not. I'm sorry, John. Go ahead, Ryan. The morning no, no, fields only show up in the Aenid, Um and it's mostly used there um, as part of the story. Okay. Um, so maybe it, it doesn't necessarily exist in most other things, but the, it does show up in the Aenid, which is one of the poems. Got so, it. That makes sense. Yeah. You gotta speak up, Ray. Sorry. <laughs> you get really quiet when you're trying to make a point. Oh, yeah, it actually some... says that right here. It yeah. says that um, it's Virgil's um, yeah. Aenid. Okay, so, so... And that they are conflicting about yeah. that. Talking about this, then 
most people will know that when you're talking about the underworld, you talk about the River of Sticks. Yeah. So the River of Sticks, is that just a Tartarus? Or is the River of Sticks something that all souls have to pass, and then you're judged and put into wherever? You know what I'm saying? Uh, River of Sticks, I believe, is the place... It says that there are five rivers. Yeah, five there rivers. Are there are five rivers. Yeah, it says that oh. there's Sticks, Acrian, Coxitus... Felicathon and Leith. Please forgive me for those pronunciations. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, though, Steve? Unacceptable. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it goes towards all of them. Like, you go to the boat ride, you pay your coin, right, and you travel on River Sticks to wherever you need to go. Okay. That's how I always thought it's, or believed it to be. I think yeah. wrong. That's, well, it says here that's that... That's actually why... Go ahead, go ahead John. Um, when, when people died, they would put two coins on their eyes. So they had something to pay the ferryman with. Right. Yeah, no, I, I knew that. It says that the the six circles the underworld seven times, and each one of those rivers is like a river of something different. So the six was a river of hatred and unbreakable oaths. Um, the Acrian was the river of sorrow and pain, which is black and deep. Um, the Co- Cocytus um, is the river of <laughs> lamentation and wailing, and the Phlegenthon is the river of fire, which um, leads to the depths of Tartarus, or at least supposedly. Okay. And then Leith, which and, is the river of oblivion and forgetfulness. Like Yo, woman. John, let me finish the last one. And then <laughs> Leith is the river of oblivion and forgetfulness, out of which the dead souls are obligated to drink so that they can fe- forget their earthly lives. Okay. Go ahead, John. What were you saying? I think he was, he was asking which one Cerberus guards. Doesn't like, he? Like to swim in. Acheron yeah. no, is actually the one that you have to cross. Okay. Um, that Charon brings you across is right. Acheron. Okay. And that leads to Tartarus? Because Tartarus is the bad place, right? Cause yeah. No. Phlegathon is the one that leads to Tartarus. Okay. Styx is like the outside ring of the underworld. Right. And then Leth is just a small little river that when you die, you drink from it. Okay. Um, Acheron is the one you cross over to get there. Um, and in fact, actually, Acheron is the name of a river in Greece. Yeah. So, like, there's that whole thing. See, the, uh, I'm drawing similarities, too, and I'm sure, because um, Dante was Italian, and I'm sure yes. he's got a lot of his... Well, of course. A lot of his stuff from here, but he was talking about the Christian hell. Um, when he, I don't know if any of you have yeah, of course. read that, right? Of course. Yeah, it's on okay. my reading list. Oh, yeah. I actually oh, have, I have a book excellent. of it right now. It I want it so bad. It's, parts of it are, he's very descriptive, and it's, I'm not, I don't want to say it's hard to read because it's really not, because when you get into it, it really flows, and like, he talks about Does it really just drag sometimes? Stuff. Is that what it is? It, it, it definitely does. drags, especially it at the beginning. It definitely does. Because when he starts talking about the boring layers of hell, like when he starts like, it, it just doesn't... I love how there are boring layers of there hell. Are, there are. There <laughs> are. Because he has the, it's the nine, nine circles asshole. of hell, and it's, it's him traveling through the nine circles yeah. of hell and explaining where each... Because his explanation is that when you commit a sin, depending on what sin, what category you're in, that's where you go in hell. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's the interesting thing to try and equate it to something like like the Greek, you know, afterlife, where there's the different levels and there's the different, you know, things. That well, go he also and, he also did heaven too. Yeah, but that's his less popular. Everyone yeah. likes reading about hell. So. Because I mean, I mean, it, it um, it, it was 
part of it, it's the whole overall poem is called the divine comedy it basically right. what it is is he meets the beginning of it is he meets virgil and virgil and him comes are, to him as a does it come to him as like a, a wolf spirit. it's it's no, a spirit, it's a spirit. It, he's walking through a forest yeah, yeah, but it, it's, he sees it as a he sees it as a wolf first, and then he realizes it's an angel. No, he realizes it's Virgil. Virgil is a person, right? I just want to basically he, um, someone he looked up to that was an ancient Roman poet, right? Um, and it was Virgil, and Virgil comes and begins to lead him through the first the nine layers of hell, and there's nine circles, and at the very end he meets the devil, and from there. They go to the next part, which is the which is purgatory, which is a very very boring part of the divine oh, yeah. comedy. Yeah. And then he goes to heaven, and they explore heaven. Basically, he goes, he does this. But yeah, it's, so he pretty much just follows like Jesus's journey, like because he descends yeah. into hell and then up through purgatory. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Right. Um, yeah, and it's it's him trying to explain, like, give a little more meaning to what these places are. The Divine Comedy is really interesting in that it also served as not only was he, like, talking about this mythos in a very, like, it's basically like he was taking the Christian myth and then smashing it together with the Greco-Roman myth and pushing them both together so it made sense in Christianity, basically. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, he also was not happy with the Christian church at the moment. So there is a lot of parts of it where he's describing former, former po- popes. He's describing like former actual living people and tell, saying this is where they live. There's popes described in it that were in hell in certain layers and everything. Um, okay, so... Just to pause for a second, the confusion I have is at the beginning of the poem, uh, he is in the darkness in the forest, and he is um, approached by a leopard, a lion, and a wolf, and yeah. they drive him back. So that's the yeah. part that I was remembering, and then Virgil saves him from yeah. that. That's yeah. that's what I was remembering. Okay, continue. Yeah, and from there, he so he gets to go and see all these layers, and then he comes back and he writes this epic poem and everything it has it's supposed to it also has certain elements of greek mythology such as the river at the beginning and um the layering of hell and everything like that of like the imagery of hell yeah. too some of it is very greek or greco-roman well that's what i'm saying he he got a lot of that imagery from yeah from other mythologies yeah because yeah. the bible never goes into that kind of detail no, it just so, basically says hell. Right. Um, and it describes it as a place of fire and everything like that, but right. it never actually goes into the detail of what's in there. We, we can have a whole we can have a whole trio on Christian mythology. But the so. interesting thing for that is like Dante's Inferno has also been added to the Christian mythos in different ways for different publications of it. Right. Um, further along. Um, well, it's everything. that telephone game. Yeah, it's, it's literally the telephone game. That's that's how religions work. Yeah, that's how a lot of that works. You know, except for the ones that are only like fifty years old. But um. well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, um, do you remember what dreams may come with Robert Williams? Yes, that is also using the Dante Inferno. Right, that's a really good area. movie. Yes, it's it like it yes, is a, I remember it. Good movie. Have you guys ever seen that movie? 
Nope. No. Where he dies, or... Robin Williams has a family, and at the very beginning of the movie... I don't know if I know who Robin Williams He dies... Robin Williams? Oh, I thought you said Ron Williams. I was like, who the fuck is Ron Williams? Robin Williams dies (laughs) in a car crash with his two children, leaving behind his wife. Right. So he dies, and he goes to heaven, and he... They basically start doing the, like, ten people you meet in heaven sort of thing, and, like, they're explaining heaven to them. It's only five, but, yeah. Huh? It's only five, he said. Yeah, the five five. five people you meet in heaven. Um, And they're explaining heaven to them and showing them around and, like, going, oh, look at all this. And he starts looking around. He's like, oh, my wife's not here. So he gets to look down (laughs) at her. Yeah. And he sees that, basically, she's falling into sorrow. And like a deep ass depression. Yeah. So like, she ends up killing herself. Oh no. Um, yeah. So he has to go to hell to rescue her. Got it. Um, yeah. Was yeah. it pills or? I'm pretty sure it was pills, right? She was in the bathroom and she took. Because I remember him looking down at her in the bathroom. Does, does it really It doesn't, but I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember, remember the movie. imagery of it. I'm, yeah, because yeah. the imagery. Because yeah. the movie was amazing. Because the imagery that it had. It's, it's, it's going to be my recommendation for the day to myself. Because I yeah. have to watch it again. Yeah. So, it's a very good movie. Yeah. But it's interesting that the Christian mythos also adopts some of the other mythos. Right. Which um, makes sense. Yes. Okay, so let's uh, just move it along here. Let's go into the afterlife of Egyptians so we can start talking about the end of the world stuff since we're about halfway through. Yeah. Um, so do you have information on the Egyptian afterlife? Because so, I have it up in front of me, but I yeah. haven't read it yet. Once again, <laughs> the Egyptian afterlife is a very hard thing to figure out. It, it feels like, is it just because of the age or is it because of... It's because it's so separated. It's, right. all, it's so partly it looks because like... of the age. Because you have to realize the Egyptian civilization lasted so long. It, and there's right, different parts that. to the to Egyptian history. And each one of those parts also has like a different layering of the myth overall. But... Well, it, it looks like it's, it's a large... It's a, like a geographical version of the telephone game. Because yes. when I was looking at the different myths in Egyptian, it said, if you're in this city, they believe this. If you're in this city. So it was yes. basically like, they all had like which, this core thing. And then depending on what city you were in, they applied their own kind of stamp to exactly. whatever it was. Exactly. Right. But, so that, that's um, how the afterlife it, it is, wasn't, too. It wasn't quite that. It was, depending on the city state you were in, and I'm talking Greek on this one, uh, you had a patron god right so athens athena um i think corinth um was i think that was zeus and then i forget where poseidon went but uh i mean every city had a a certain god they they worshipped mainly but they also worshipped the other pantheon of gods right and uh just a, a quick aside to this anyone listening if you ever get a chance to go anywhere in europe and you can choose one place i definitely recommend greece because it's fucking beautiful and amazing and it's where i want to retire and we'll just we'll just go from there so um so i wasn't able to refine this week all of the um all of the information i wanted to um, okay on the Egyptian myth, because there's definitely a mythology of like twelve gates that you have to pass through in your. Well, in your I remember you mentioning but, that. I think yes. it was last week you started mentioning that. Yes, but I couldn't necessarily find exact information on that. So, the basics of 
Egyptian afterlife are you die, right? So when you die, they believe that you bring what you're buried with and how you're buried and everything like that very much so influences what happens in your afterlife. Right. So if you are buried with a boat and 10,000 servants, you're going to have a boat and 10,000 servants when you cross the other side. Right. Part of mummification was also to preserve the body because they believed that eventually your soul would come back. Okay. So you needed the body. Until later on, it changed to your body was the represented what your body would be like in the afterlife. And if it was gone and completely mutilated, you wouldn't have a body in the afterlife and you wouldn't be able to pass through the afterlife. Right. Um, and actually one of... So, I mean, so it, if, they're, if they're embalming your body and someone turned around and actually drops the blade and it cuts your arm off, that's... That's a very bad thing. That's a very bad thing. That's a very bad thing. In fact, if they, instead of mummification or at least treating your body well when you're buried, like cut your head off, there was no way your soul could pass on anywhere. It was just gone. So, And I'm sure that person who did that was sentenced to death, depending on the status of the person that they were mummifying. Yeah. So for a lay person, the underworld is kind of not very hard at all because all you basically have is your body in a coffin right um and you're not they a lay person wasn't necessarily treated to mummification or anything like that it was more of like just a simple like straightforward treatment of your body yeah yeah, yeah. Just, just like we do they now just, just kind of dry you out like beef jerky basically yeah. yeah um and then you were given a coffin to be buried in right um, and you pass through the afterlife using the coffin as your vessel, because as your car, yeah. as your car. Well, <laughs> as it, well most, of it, <laughs> most of it's more of like a sea. The underworld is more of like a river or a Which sea. Which is where where we started with Egyptian yes. mythology was on the sea, and then everything was birthed yeah. from the sea. So yeah. when you die, everything goes back to that sea. Yeah, because okay. all of there's no like. You, they have people, a lot of ocean really? in, yeah. for a desert society. <laughs> well, water was extremely important. To well, I know it was very important, but that's, yeah. it's just it's just funny. I mean, like, it becomes a sea of sand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so you so you die, and you basically come to be in this area that's either a river or a sea, um, and you basically just have a coffin, and you pass through the afterlife with the coffin as your boat basically. Okay. But you so you're so picture this, you're on the sea, you had a shitty life as a peasant all your life, and you're <laughs> pa- going down this river with all the other souls, and then suddenly this fucking asshole comes and he's got a boat the size of a fucking city and on it he's got all these servants, all these cats, he's got he's even got carts of shit, he's got food, he's got everything. And yep. He's passing through the afterlife. two people water sticking out exactly. the back. <laughs> he's just passing by everyone, pushing everybody out of the way, because he's gotta go. Yeah. Right? Um, and that would be a pharaoh. That's that's the difference. There was tombs, there was one tomb that he was buried in a full boat. Like, it wasn't just a model, <laughs> there was a boat there. Right. You know? Um, so he had that when he died. And also, you would have your servants buried with you, and you would have everything like that buried with you. Right. So you would pass through the underworld. And there were certain challenges to passing through the underworld. Like I said, I couldn't find the exact 
things of passing through the underworld, but there was definitely different challenges going through the underworld. Before. Like different things you had to do in order to get through successfully. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and it was once again like they didn't really talk so, about peasants. So, wait, so, so burying someone in Egyptian culture was kind of like uh, sending your kid off to do their SATs. You're no, kind of like doing. You're like, I hope they do well. It's more. <laughs> it's more of like playing the a uh, game of D and D by giving all of your players magic items. And then telling them to roll once is what it's like. Okay. Um, and then when you finally get to Osiris and Anubis and his court in the underworld, because Osiris is that head figure in the underworld, right? Yep. Um, and that only happened after he was killed by Set. He right, became, right. Okay. became more of the underworld. He good. He's there, and Anubis comes and he takes your heart which represents your soul, and he puts it on a scale with the, <laughs> on the other side of the scale is a, the feather of truth. Uh, and he'll put your heart on the scale, and if it is heavier than the feather of truth, he'll take it off the scale and throw it at the crocodile lion monster that sits there at in the court just to devour your heart. And your soul is completely gone. So you can right. never come back. So you can never come back. Yeah. Okay. But if your heart is lighter than the feather of truth, you are allowed to be reborn, basically. Okay. And you're passed into a time, for a time, you're passed into an area that is basically like a really nice waiting room uh, of heaven. <laughs> a really it's, nice it's like waiting a, room. It's a, like a nice waiting room heaven. It's another field. It's a lot like the Elysium Fields kind of thing. Okay. But you are there to wait being brought back. Because a constant symbol in Egyptian mythology is the sun. It's very important. So when they believed that all life was cyclical, like the sun, that the sun rises and then the sun sets and then the sun comes back again. Right. And that was the mythos of Ra. Okay, so so I just did this. So we're going to do... Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We started with Norse, we went to Greek, and we did Egyptian as far as the devil. Yes. So, since you just did that, that leads us into the apocalypse, the end of times, and we'll just go backwards okay. in those, because that actually leads me into what I found for the Egyptian apocalypse, because the Egyptian apocalypse is literally just one day, um, a pep is not going to be slain, and he's going to eat the sun, yep. and then the world is going to be in eternal darkness, right. we and We talked about it. that a little bit last episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what their apocalypse is. Their apocalypse is basically every day this thing happens, and the one day that it doesn't happen this way, and a pep, the god of... The snake. Basically, the snake. A pep, the god of chaos, is going to eat the sun, and eternal darkness, and we're all going to die. Could you imagine how much, how many bricks were shat when uh, a uh, total eclipse, eclipse happened? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were probably yeah. like, this is it everybody! <laughs> we're all gonna die! <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically like, like if you, if you walk outside, if you're Christian, you walk outside and you saw your neighbor was standing in front of you and all of a sudden he disappeared up to like the sky with all of his clothes. Right. It's like, oh shit, here's the end, that's right. it. Here's the rapture. rapture. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. So, Can I just say that I really love the American Dad episodes of the rapture? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that myth, of, myth, if I believe, if I remember right, isn't just like, well, 
everything ends. It's just like the sun doesn't come back. Well, they and understood that eventually if, dies. Well, no, okay, the yes, they understood yeah, it's pretty that much everything freezes and you get yeah. so cold, you just die. Yeah, right. But they they were smart enough that they understood that without the sun, nothing grows. No heat. No, like they yeah. understood that. Yeah, it's not like end. And you they know understood what? that they're not wrong. They're yeah. really not wrong. Like it's way out in the future, but when our sun dies, when our star dies, like that's it. No, they understood it, that it, that thing is the thing keeping everything alive. Yeah. That thing is the most important thing. And if but it just ever the goes fact away, that they got their mythos right, you, like, you do that's realize definitively right. You do realize before the sun dies, <laughs> we are going to be dead. No, hey, John, before the Earth sun dies, it's did, going to expand. Yeah, yeah. When it expands, it's just going to burn everything. Yeah. Yeah. You Trust beat me, me to a job. I watch a lot of space documentaries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because suns don't implode. No. Before they implode, they hey, explode. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> because a sun must re- must reach a potential mass, and that's when they when it begins to implode back onto itself. Because yeah. it right. their core just gets so mass. dense and so yeah. heavy, it can't do anything. Yeah, and that's where you get black holes. Okay. Supernova so let's move backwards one and Black talk about Greek. Sun Does anybody know about the Greek end of times? Uh, so the Greek end of time. I don't remember exactly what the Greek end of times. So was. apparently it's called eschatology. <laughs> um, they didn't really have one. It was all, as far as I'm reading, and again, any listeners can correct us on anything we get wrong. We are experts with quotations. So basically, we are just talking about things that we're internet we, experts. Yeah, we know how to use Wikipedia yep. real good. And Google's. <laughs> we can Google the Googles. Yeah. So I mean, as far as I can tell, I don't really see any kind of solid end of times thing that the Greeks. No, yeah, had. I just read no. that, and it literally said that they didn't have a solid end of no. times. Yeah. No. Yeah, they were just kind of like. They- Basically, every time something bad happened, they just assumed it was the gods punishing them for <laughs> Or the gods fucking um, up themselves. Yeah, because there's also, plenty of bits uh, where the gods just do stupid, sh- stupid things, especially yeah. Zeus. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I mean, that makes oh, a lot of sense. Oh, we had an earthquake. Zeus must have fucked up. <laughs> he probably no, 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 no. off. No, it's, this time. No, no, it's it's. Oh God, look at that rock slide. What the fuck did Zeus fuck this time? <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just a fucking farmer in his fields. His cow dies. He's like, Zeus must have came down and fucked it so hard it fucking died. Can you Fuck imagine? You, they, probably, they probably had those jokes because I mean, yeah. even even devout Christians have like those inside like jokes about yeah. Christianity or whatever. And so they, they had at least a little bit antagonistic to their own gods. I mean, they definitely they had those yeah. myths. They had those things written down. They had to have used it in everyday kind of like chuckle, yeah. like yeah. like ha ha ha, like. My my personal favorite one is if you ever question how lazy humanity is, just know that in ancient times they believed the gods lived on top of a mountain and nobody fucking exactly. It. <laughs> yep. And it was a place that they it could was. point to. It was they could a literally place. point to it. It's they a place like, that's still there. Yeah, I know. they can point to it and they're like, "That's where the gods live." And Zmez, one of the dudes out in the streets, like, "I'm gonna climb it," and they're just like, "No, don't, don't do that. It's not <laughs> don't, good. Don't, you'll, don't you'll anger Zeus. You'll yeah. Fuck well, yeah. See, that's the, the thing because that yeah. was the explanation. Because it's like, oh, "I'm gonna climb it." Okay. 
well, we're never going to see you again because Zeus is either going to strike you down with a lightning bolt or he's going to find you interesting he's going to face fuck you. So. Yeah. <laughs> or he's going to find you it's, interesting, it's, have you fuck a cloud, and then you can stay up there. And, and then make centaurs. Make centaurs, yeah. yeah. That works. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's it's like that scene in Monty Python, uh, Holy Grail. It's like, we're going to Camelot. And then they sing this song goes, on second thought, <laughs> exactly. let's not go it's there. It's a silly, silly place. place. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, see, the souls didn't even go to Mount Olympus. Like, that's not a thing. And then right. that's a funny thing about the, um, about the, uh, what's it called movie? What, the, the Hercules movie? Yeah. Oh. Is, like, he ascends to godhood and, like, it pictures it as, like, a Christian heaven. It's like, yeah. nah, bro, you'd be up there with just your family. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. that's it. Because everybody was related up there, so... That's who uh, who's up there. Just well, one I mean, family. Also, in the, are you talking about the Disney Hercules? It was, it was, it was Sky, only Alabama. his family there. Like it was only the other no, gods. No, there was people in all the clouds and everything like that. Of, I thought like, they were just minor gods. And she was bringing. She, no, he, he was bringing, brought he brought Meg yeah. with with him, but she wasn't allowed to go up. He, yeah. She had to stay at the gates, and then uh, that's when he turned down his divinity. He was like, yeah. "I don't want to be a god then if she can't yeah. come." Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it again because I don't remember it that way. Yeah, fuck Dwayne the yeah. Rock Johnson. <laughs> Wait until they live action remake, it's fine. Um, but so I just looked it up they and did. so Dwayne the Rock apparently Johnson. um the Greeks they didn't believe in an end of times, but they pretty much believed that there was gonna be a golden time and then after that things would just never get the best again. Oh, you mean they were the most accurate? <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Thanks, <laughs> Obama. Here we are. The Greeks believed in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the okay. one, one day machines will rise up and take back the Earth. Wow, Greeks, you knew Shut it. Up, How grandma. do you know? Uh, okay, so let's move on to Norse because Norse is going to be the one that everyone knows probably the best, and that is Ragnarok. See, tell me what you know about Ragnarok. Has you ever really spoken much? I know nothing about Ragnarok. Yes, don't, don't. Yes, tell, tell me your your most regular person interpretation of like no pre thought, no pre like. From what you know from movies or other things that you've heard, what do you know about Ragnarok? So Ragnarok is supposed to be the new settling ground for... yeah. Okay, you're getting there. No, no, you're getting there. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, so... I'm bad at this. In I'm Norse spot. mythology, Ragnarok is basically a great battle that is going to kill a bunch of fucking people, um, including the gods, Odin, Thor, all the, like, it's, yeah, cause it's, it's going to everyone. Yeah, because it's not just the end of man, it's supposed to be the end of gods, too. The end of everyone. Yep. It's going to be natural disasters, like, all this other stuff. Everything's going to end, and then, like, the beginning of Christian mythology, it's going to rise again, populated by two human survivors. That's how they believe, that's, that's the ending of Ragnarok, is the beginning of Christianity. Which is interesting. It's very That's interesting. really interesting. So Ragnarok must have happened because Christianity is running rampant. Uh, I guess if you want to say that. That's that. I mean, it's not. It's not specifically the beginning of Christianity, but it's the ending of Ragnarok. Is everything being wiped out except for two human survivors who then start everything over again? So their end of times included a beginning of new times, which is a very interesting thing to say about. The, the Norse, but it, it includes. It's just, it's just the old. It's just the the great Old Testament versus exactly. the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I 
was trying to find a way to make a joke about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of funny. It's just like one religion running into another, literally. Like, <laughs> the Norse happened, and then everything died. Christianity. <laughs> well, it also has a couple other parts of Christianity. It also has a great flood. Ragnarok also has a, a, a great flood. Well, it's all natural disasters. It's literally yeah. a great battle will take place, and then uh, all natural disasters will happen, and yeah, and then the, the world is submerged completely in water. And then Please. after these events, the world will resurface anew and fertile, surviving uh, any of the guys who survived all of that will come back. Wait. And it'll be repopulated by two human survivors. Fuck, are they going to be right? <laughs> they could be right, if you think about well, it. Because of global warming? Because of global guys. warming. Listen, yeah. God promised. He said, I fucking drowned you once. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> global warming, melty ice caps. Also, na- natural disasters start really happening more and more often. Yep. Great battle. I mean, like. Well. Are, we we currently have a president that's like a fucking five-year-old that likes to throw toys at people. And we could, like, there's two people in a bunker that just come out and go, huh, that was fun. And, and What's your name? My name's <laughs> not, not just a bunker. They're going to be, it's going to be the one person who spent billions of dollars on the bunker. So it's going to be like Trump and Melania? Fucking bunker. <laughs> oh my fuck. I was gonna Don't say, even say I was going to say John Goodman. <laughs> yeah. No, because Trump doesn't even have enough money for the bunker. It's going to yeah. be fucking Bezos be, and his wife. No, no, no. It's going to be a Rothschild. No. It's yes, going to be Bezos and his wife. Because that's the richest family in the world. Yeah, but they're so rich that they don't think that there's going to be any issues. I think it's going to be a middle ground. It's no, either no. going to be it's either going to be Bezos or it's going to be Gates. Well, no, don't you know they're all going to go to Mars? And then they're going to be fine up in Mars while we all die? So wait, no, wait, Gates it's, is gonna be in it's Mars, the yeah. ending of knowing instead? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what, what are the worst what you movies guys I've ever seen? the end of times will really be then, do you think? It's just going to be global warming? What do yeah. you think it's going to be? Yeah. There is no end of time. There will be end of, okay, end of humanity. Humans. End of humanity. I think the, the is... Earth knows what it's doing. It's currently trying to get rid of its virus, which is us. Yeah, it's got a like, temperature. Humanity thinks a lot of itself, but we are closely like, related yeah. as far as our actions bacteria. to bacteria or a virus. Yep. That was a, that was a nice throwback to uh, Kingsman. Nice nice yep. work there, Justin. Yeah, I think it was also a nice throwback to, I think we also said basically the same thing as um, in our World Issues trio. Yep. Yep. I think we kind of said the same thing. So. But I mean, like, right now, global warming is getting to a point where it's like, there's no coming back. Right. Pretty soon. Yes. A lot of major scientists have said that there's nothing we can do at this point. That there's between, like, months to, like, years, and then suddenly we're going to hit a point where it's going to be pretty much impossible to come back from it. Well, there's scientists who say we're currently at the point that it's impossible to come back, that we should all just live our lives and hope for the best. Well, no, we could do things to slow it down. We can do things to slow it down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, you know, do what you can, but you're not going to save everything. <laughs> like, yeah. How does that make you feel that feel as having a baby, though? I mean, I know this is going to sound selfish, but it's not going to be my baby who's going to. I mean, it's going to get worse. There's, I mean, yeah. us just stopping the good people stopping having kids right now is not the issue. 
Yeah. Like overpopulation. It's not the answer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opening to idiocracy. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. It's literally the opening to idiocracy because Amber's sister currently has three children. Yeah. And she is three years younger than Amber is, and all of the kids are within a year of each other, and they live on food stamps and all this other shit. So, um, it's literally she has three kids. So, we're just so now what having you're our first. You know, we need a purge. Yeah, I I have I have Murder been night. I have been an open supporter of a purge for a very long time. Murder night. A purge. Yeah. Fuck it. Like. Nobody say You say that until it doesn't work out for you. <laughs> if it doesn't if it work, out, doesn't for work out for me, that sucks for me, but... No, 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 but it, it doesn't... Like, that I don't think so a purge bad. is the answer. I think a... As we've discussed in a former a episode, <laughs> a calling of not killing people, but disallowing certain genetic lines to continue. Right would be more... Honestly, that makes a lot of sense because with modern technology, like, we've named ourselves as yeah. a Well, you species. have no idea. Okay, so uh, quick aside, and then once once we finish this little topic, then we'll go on to our um, our uh, things that we recommend. Oh, recommendations. I recommendations. was going to say recommendations. I don't know why, why it's like... like a long way around for that <laughs> word, but um, yeah, okay, so currently in the system of having a child and talking to people that did it even five years ago, you know, even five years ago, 10 years ago, which really isn't that long ago if you really think about it. The amount of things that they can test for right now and they can not necessarily get rid of, but they can try and they have ways to get around. And the things that they could tell you that, like, they could do a genetic panel of 246 different birth defects, like genetic things in your blood, and tell you things you carry, to the point that it's just scary to know that shit about yourself. Um, but one of the interesting things that we learned is that CH, uh, the lung thing, I forget what CHF. it is. Right. Oh no, that's congenital heart failure. You're talking no, no. about cystic... Cystic fibrosis. Yes. Sorry, CF, not a CH. Cystic fibrosis. Um, the reason that one out of every 26 white people carry cystic fibrosis is because the carriers of cystic fibrosis were the ones who didn't get tuberculosis and didn't get, there's another lung thing, but when that plague was going around, the people that weren't getting it were the people that were carriers of cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. So since it killed off the people that were carriers of cystic fibrosis, now the people that lived have a greater likelihood of having cystic fibrosis. Because so that's just how genetics run, work. In the long run, we're gonna get you. Yeah, because that's just how <laughs> genetics work. That's yeah. that's how that's. Well, no, yeah, because DNA now with works. medicine and everything, like you get sick, ah, oh, you're all right. You yeah. know, you have some kind of incurable disease, ah, eh, we'll figure it out so you can live and be comfortable and whatever. But like those people go on to have children, and then we have weak genes and we die. Yep. Uh, it's okay. interesting. Did you know that? Bill Nye's family all have a congenital brain disorder. I did not know that. No. Yeah, they all have a con congenital brain disorder that they got from their father. Yeah. Uh, and his he has a sister and a brother. His sister's got it really bad, and his brother's got it like pretty bad, but like he's not completely and totally bad on it. Basically, what it is is she has really bad balance issues. Yeah. And they have a really hard time focusing. Bill Nye also has that, um, but it's very, very 
low pronounced it's form. Been a, yeah. Maybe he doesn't have it at all, but he's still worried about containing those genetic factors. Right. And it's one of the main reasons why he hasn't had well, children. Okay, so cystic fibrosis, which is really interesting. If you're a carrier for cystic fibrosis, you carry a part of cystic fibrosis. You carry a, a, a piece, like a, a version. You carry a version of cystic fibrosis. There's yeah. 150 versions of cystic fibrosis. If you and your partner are carriers of cystic fibrosis, you would then in order to pass it down and have a 25% chance of getting your child, have the same of those 150 versions. Yeah. Which is crazy. So even if you find out, oh, hey, look, I'm a carrier, which, again, one out of every 26 white people are, you would then have to have the same out of those 150 versions in order to even have a chance of passing it on to your child. Yes. So... I don't know. It's insane. Okay, so we're getting towards the end. Um, so we're going to go on to recommendation time, which I need a soundboard. That's my next piece of hardware or software to get is a soundboard so I can click I just have them in my head. I can hear them. I just kind of put them in myself. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually, I want to get it so it actually... No, like, I know. I that actually, would be so like, dope. Is I, like, it, I, I'm saying it fits perfectly. Yeah. I agree and support. Because in my head, that was like a, the little like chime, like rainbow, like reading recommendation. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I want to get that. That'll be my next little piece of thing to do. Um, okay, so since he hasn't talked a lot, Steve, recommendation time. What's Borderlands your recommendation three. for the week? Borderlands 3. Okay, it's I just, knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. It just dropped on uh, Friday yep. at midnight. Uh, Friday morning, by the time I ended work, I had about six hours in, and I played, and I worked 12. You do the math, I was on that night. Yeah. Uh, other things that I have to say about it, the game, amazing graphics. I love what they're doing with the story. Lots of spoilers in it if I go through any of them, which I'm not, because I'm not a spoiler. Um, but I spoil myself with the game. It's amazing. Each character is has their own personality, and you could do almost anything with them. It's amazing. Cool. Uh, right. All right, I'm going to go for another podcast because they just started season five. Yep. Well, book five. And it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's called My Dad Wrote a Porno. It is one of the funniest podcasts I have ever listened to. I yeah. always am dying laughing listening to it every time I, I listen to an episode. And what it is, the premise of it is literally... The, the host's dad wrote a Amazon-released porn book. Yeah. And so they all... So there's three hosts, and they all sit, and they all listen to it. They all read it aloud, and he does, like, voices and everything like that of it, and they read it. And it is one of the funniest things, because his father is very bad at writing pornography. <laughs> right. And, like, he has... He has so many different words for vagina because when you write five short novellas of adult pornography, you start having coming up with issues of like, oh god damn it, what's another word for dick? Fuck. <laughs> what's another what's another way to describe this? And like he he starts It's it's like that episode of South Park where um uh fuck the the the, the teacher who turned himself into a woman. Yes. Oh, Mr. Garrison. Garrison. Yeah. 
Thank you. Where where Mr. Garrison writes his own porno yes. and he like describes a penis like for <laughs> yeah, about five before, minutes of the episode. That was before he admitted that he was gay. That was one of the first. That was one yeah. of the earlier seasons. That was like season two or three. And he writes a porno and he hands it into the publishing, and they're like, "This is really gay." And he's like, "What do you mean? What do you?" Say? He just doesn't understand the fact that he wrote a gay porno. Because he, he, I think he at one point turns around and he he's describing the dick and he's describing it and then he turns around and he goes and the woman's breasts and then he sits there in front of the the typer or whatever he's on and he's like, I cannot think of what a woman's breasts look like <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, he he also like the characters do the, the premise of the storyline is that this woman comes to work for a but pot his. a pots and pans <laughs> company and she has to start selling pots and pans as a high level executive selling pots and pans and that's the premise of the whole book series but it's already fucked up yeah. she would never yeah exactly wow. and uh, in, in book 5 they have now there is now like a whole spy storyline going on including like M16 and also a Russian spy and the it's corporate espionage so there's a Russian bad guy who's got a competing pots and pans company no and they form their secret coalition of spies is formed is called the coalition of cookware knights or in other words cock Oh, and that's, no. that's, like, that's the alliterations within it. And wow. the newest episode, there is one of the characters is in the ICU, completely and totally in a coma. She gets up onto her, straddles her, and then goes on this whole speech trying to make everybody believe. And then everyone leaves the room and she starts eating out the doctor. And, like, that's just how the storylines flow. It is the funniest thing. Like... They, they even, they're at the point of five books right now. They do stage shows and everything like that. It's a really good series. I, would, I highly recommend it. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Kaylin. I'm going to go with a food combination. So I have always been very trepidatious to try chicken and waffles. I just, it doesn't sound, it never sounded good to me together. Like, I was like, why would chicken That's weird. be good with waffles? <laughs> we made Not chicken and waffle uh, wings on Sunday. Yeah, that sounds good. That it sounds was delicious. good. It was very but, good. But, um, my sister showed me this restaurant. I think it's called Cheeks. It's in Wallingford. And, oh my god, their chicken and waffles are so fucking good. I tried <laughs> it for the first time. Last weekend, I've had it three times since. So like. nice. <laughs> so you're now a chicken and waffles fiend. Yes, I am. <laughs> nice. Okay, John. Uh, I'm actually gonna recommend the Give Us a Shot Network. Nice, uh, you know, nice, John. I like right? it. Right. You know, I well, I listened to our our first or our our last interlude episode today uh, while driving around. I was like, huh. Remember that time none of us talked about our actual network and the people on it? So I figured today is the yep. day. Um, but yeah, so it's got all those fun things you want to listen to. Uh, I've actually been listening to Push the Agenda right now, and it just motivates the fuck out of yeah. me. Yeah, what's it about? Like, to the point where, listen, I don't want to give it too much away. Plus, I have a puppy in my in my arm, so give me one sec. Silence. He's smothering her. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I um, I'm doing push to talk, and I have my left arm around the dog, and I have my right arm on the and control, and I use the mouse. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It actually kind of sorta now that I look at it. Um, but it's uh, Ty Edwards. He's actually one of the founders of uh, Give Us a Shot Network. And basically, uh, I'm reading this from from the website. He goes, the, the purpose of the podcast is to push his agenda and to be a source of positivity, inspiration, and brass tactics to help us all succeed. Yep. And uh, I gotta say, you know, it's just it's been a fun listen thus far. His politics episode was amazing. You know, you go out there and listen to it. Um, there's not too many episodes, so you're gonna power through it real quick. Especially people like Ryan and I, who all we do is just drive a car all day. Yeah. Oh, easy and it well. And, uh, you know, you're, you'll get through it, and I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, you know, definitely go give that a listen. Yeah, uh, Ty is our main contact. He's the one who I, uh, I actually talk to and, and everything. So, yeah, him and uh, and Michael. Uh, Mike Powers is the one of the main uh, one of the main people on the sports, uh, the Mike and Steve show. Uh, so they talk about the Mets. That's their big thing. So um, if you like baseball, you like the Mets, check them out. Um, Ty has that motivation podcast. There's um, a couple different ones. Uh, yeah. So, what's your recommendation? I, I was I was gonna get there. Uh, my recommendation is actually gonna be a video game too. Um, Steve played it with me today, um, and it's it was just a quick grab. Um, you know, I'm actually gonna go with the cheaper one because I have been playing Rico, and Rico is awesome. So you saw Rico. Uh, but the one that I want to actually recommend, and if you have a Switch, it's only 45 cents, I think, at the moment. It's called Timberman Versus. It's one of the most downloaded games on the Switch at the moment, if you, you go to like the, the whatever. Buttons. You need two buttons, the left trigger and the right trigger, that's it. So what it is, is there's a tree, and there's branches on the tree. And if the branch is on the left, you hit the right trigger. This was an shot. app. I used to play this on my phone. And if it's if the branch is on the this right, this sounds like Beat Saber minus the VR. Oh my god, it's it's literally addicting. And the best thing to do is when you're downloading another game or when you're doing or something else is downloading on your Switch, you literally just load this up and you're like, ha, and you're just fucking. Like, I don't know. It's it's really addictive, and that's my recommendation. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep playing Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. Nice. Okay, so we've come to the end, so let me do my little wrap-up thing. Hopefully I won't be interrupted this time, but you guys, anybody who's Don't listening to the show, show knows how Wait, it works. Did, did John give out his record? Yes, he did. He gave us a shot now. Remember, I talked about our sister podcast. Oh my god. Okay, thank you for listening or watching. I'll tell you... <laughs> Are you guys good, good? I'm sorry. I was gonna. I was gonna just for Steve. Steve, just for you, I also recommend a place in Arlington, Massachusetts, called the Adventure Pub. You're welcome. There you there's there's my second one. Thank you for listening or watching us. If you want to listen to us again or catch up on any of our other episodes, past episodes, or anything like that, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Twitch, and a handful of other podcast platforms. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast pro program, please let us know so I can work on getting us there. It's not that hard. Our tag you can use to find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and more is 3-E-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's 3-E-P-Podcast. Uh, we have a awesome social media manager who puts stuff up there all the time, so please follow us, check us out. It is definitely worth it, trust me. Her website is 3EPPodcast.com. Please ch come check it out and make sure to visit the About Us section to learn a little bit about your favorite member. Her email is 3EpisodePodcast at gmail.com, all spelled out. 
four words, not three, the number three, T-H-R-E-E. Please send us some mail. Send us something. Use that old style messaging Snail service. Snail mail. Keep Ryan employed. Yeah. Uh, we live stream our episodes every Tuesday around 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch or Facebook. You know, that might change. Um, Cast your vote now. There's a poll on Instagram and Facebook. Where do you want us? There I, is. Listen, I voted for Facebook and it came up as 100% for Twitch. So this is some bullshit. No, 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 no. It's 50-50 right yet. now. So now I know who the two votes are. I haven't put my <laughs> vote in. My vote is going to be rib. Facebook. <laughs> uh, please give us a like and most definitely comment so we know what, what you think about what we were doing. And let us know if you have any questions for us. Also comment and let us know what you want us to talk about. We're always taking recommendations for different topics that we can turn into trios. Uh, if they're listening to us on SoundCloud or any of our other platforms, what do they do, Steve? Gotta like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification, give us a thumb up or thumb down, let us know how we're doing. Yes, and just like... Preferably a thumbs up. And just like John said, please also remember to check out our network at GiveUsAShot.network, where you can find our sister podcast as well as our t-shirts and other merch. I can make anything with our logo on it. You want a bumper sticker? I got you. You want a sticker? I got you. So just, uh, let us know what you want. That is a rubber ducky. No, but could you put our logo on a rubber ducky? I can find a way to do that. You want a logo <laughs> on a rubber ducky? I can. Maybe. I, I, I could probably find a way to do that. What uh, about insults? Everyone, say goodbye <laughs> to our listeners. Later. Bye. Bye. I'm very tired today. <laughs> <laughs>